Do you know what I absolutely love about exercise, and for me in particular the gym, is that it doesn't pigeonhole anybody. It doesn't discriminate against anybody. I really disdain the way the education system, particularly in the United Kingdom, and that's the one I can speak with the most personal experience of, is set up. It pigeonholes 75% of the kids who go through 11 or 13 years of it as basically average. And they leave with that mindset that they're just going to be average for the rest of their life in every single realm of their life. And it promotes the 25% who, who are basically good at memory tests, let's be honest, that they're going to conquer the world, basically. And both sets of kids go into the real world with a complete dystopian view of reality that doesn't actually come to fruition. I'm not saying the education system is pointless, nor am I saying that it is in any way do I hold the teachers responsible for this because they are effectively being told, this is the curriculum, this is how you do it, these are the tests we give the kids. But I think it's pretty damn dumb because you've got kids who are either leaving with a perception that they're going to be average with no confidence that they feel maybe invisible as I did I was the most average kid almost invisible at school and at university um, you know and, and my, my perception was that was going to be my life average at everything and what I love about the gym is that when you go into it and you start to commit to it and you start to sort of see the initial progression from it you really start to realize that you are actually capable of not just more than you thought you were, but once you start really getting into it, you start realizing you're like, well, bloody hell, what am I actually capable of? You're capable of more than you even can imagine. And that's what I absolutely love about it. But <laughs> that's not the point of this video. Today's video, which I believe, I think we're on day 33. I've lost count. I'll be honest with you, I've completely lost count. And I don't have a title for today's one. So hopefully it'll just come to me whilst we're speaking. As I say this as well, by the way, if you can hear noises, my upstairs are doing some renovations and it's incredibly loud and distracting. So if I bumble through my words, please, I apologize in advance. The point of this video more so was that when someone first goes into the gym, by the way, everybody starts in their gym journey with no confidence. No one has natural ability at doing a squat or a deadlift. No one naturally knows what they're doing in a gym. No one naturally is confident in them there. So when people come to me and they say, yeah, but I've got no gym confidence or I don't know how to do this. It's like, well, no one does at the beginning. So that is a limiting belief. And it's, it's, it's ultimately an excuse. It's holding you back. It's self-sabotage. So if you are struggling with that, just get in, crack on, accept that everybody started in the same position. And if you want help, a little hack for you, go to the biggest guys because they will not only be the nicest, but they also know what they're doing because they've got to be the biggest basically trust me they will be the nicest they don't have an ego anymore they'll have been doing it for a very very long time i promise you they will be the ones who will want to help they actually want to help you the most because more often than not they've committed to that lifestyle they actually enjoy it now very few of them are going to come up to you and offer to help because of fucking society these days and god forbid anybody helps anybody to get better at anything it's you know ah, racist <laughs> whatever it might be someone goes oh you're a sexual predator <laughs> it's absolutely lunacy it's like no no i actually just wanted to help you but that's fine uh or what was the what's the other one that people are oh, mansplaining bloody love it excellent of course there's no female equivalent shock anyway let's not go down that rabbit hole <laughs> The point is, though, 
that once people get used to the gym, uh, I start to hear probably twice a week, I would say, clients will come to me and say, oh, but like, can you like tweak my program? Because I don't like this exercise. That's number one. Or I'm not very good at this exercise. And no one is coming to me shouting, being like, Doug, you are a disgrace. <laughs> Why have you programmed this for me? I'm never going to, I'll give you an example. I'm never going to like give a complete gym beginner, like let, okay, let's give you a really extreme example. I don't work with these type of people anymore, but let's imagine I still did. Imagine I started working with a, my mum, a 60 year old woman. I mean, she actually has been to the gym a fair bit, but like, let's say she had never been to the gym. 60 year old mum, never been to the gym. <laughs> I'm not gonna say to her, right, day one, exercise one, barbell deadlifts, let's go, one rep max, what you got, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I am going to find that sweet spot where I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone, but also give you something that is achievable. And we call that challenging. That is basically it. And what I tend to find a lot of clients at some point in their journey, maybe it's at the beginning, most of the time it's at the beginning, I'd say 80% of the time it's at the beginning, but the other 20% is maybe where they've plateaued, maybe where they've fallen off a little bit. And what they're tending to find is they're trying to find some kind of reason or excuse or justification or validation as to why they've fallen off. And they've exhausted the internal ones, time, motivation, energy, sickness, uh, boredom, whatever it might be. And now they're going for the external ones, which is, right, let's point, I say point the finger. They're never aggressive about it. But they'll say to me, oh, but I just don't like that exercise. Or, you know, I'm not very good at that one. But really think about it from my point of view, right? If, if someone came to you and said that and you were their coach, what would you say? And the reality is, is that if you're not good at something, then we want to get you better at it. And how are you going to do that? You're going to do it more. And chances are, if you get better at it, suddenly you're going to start to enjoy it because you're going to start to progress it. So whenever I hear these things, unless they are for a legitimate reason, and there are legitimate reasons sometimes as to why people can't do an exercise or shouldn't do an exercise, particular injuries or uh, mechanics of the way they're built, their sort of body, I, I don't like the word body shape, but you know what I mean? Like if they have particularly long limbs or, or whatever, they have certain limitations or, or, or obviously disabilities as well then obviously we're going to make adjustments for that. Or they don't have the equipment. That's, that's a pretty big one as well. If their gym doesn't have X, Y, or Z, then obviously it's like, well, I can't do anything about that. Then obviously we'll, we're going to tweak the program there a little bit. But whenever I hear the reason I don't enjoy it or I'm not very good at it, I challenge the client to lean into that. Because it's like, okay, that is basically what you're doing is you're trying to justify why you don't want to do something, to get away from it, to get out of it. And it's the same as what kids do, right? Oh, I'm not very, I'm not, we, we limit ourselves, we give ourselves identities. I hear it all the time around, uh, I'm not a morning person. Well, if you tell yourself you're not a morning person, guess fucking what? It's gonna be a lot harder to get up in the mornings. <laughs> so a lot of this is all tied together. And I guess the point of this is, is that you always want to have one foot out of the comfort zone. Sometimes you want to have both feet, but very rarely, if ever, you want to have both feet in the comfort zone. 
because nothing happens there. And you might like it for a short minute, for five minutes. You know what we call it? We call it Netflix. <laughs> Have an hour there a day, two hours if you want. But if you spend eight hours a day watching Netflix, how do you feel? You feel pretty shit. Like it sounds appealing. It sounds great. I'll just sit on the sofa today, uh, you know, a bit hungover, a bit tired, a bit ill. I'll just watch Netflix all day. You find a sick series and you're like, oh, it's got 10 episodes. This is amazing. <laughs> this is my whole day. You get two or three in and you're like, suddenly you're picking up your phone a lot more. Suddenly you're sort of like starting to feel a bit twitchy, a bit itchy, a bit like, oh, I want to watch it, but I also feel like I shouldn't. We all know this feeling, right? And it's the same when it comes to your exercise. If you feel like you're not good at something, or you feel like you don't enjoy it, lean into that. And also, as much as I wanna give my clients a program that they do enjoy, because ultimately, if there's a level of enjoyment, there's going to be a level of adherence, sticking to it. But what trumps the most important factor when it comes to adherence is not enjoyment, it's progression. Why am I shaking? <laughs> if you progress, if you're continually progressing, that is the surefire way that I know you are going to stick to something. And that's why I'm so on my clients. If they miss a workout or miss a whole week, that's where they sort of start to creep into the danger zone. Because then suddenly, that sort of stimulus, that feeling they get from completing that workout, from doing something they didn't want to do, that they didn't enjoy or that they weren't very good at, starts to dissipate. We all forget it. It's like if you haven't drunk alcohol for two, three weeks, you feel amazing, right? You feel great. But then after a while, you start to feel, you start to forget how bad it felt when you were last hungover. I'm kind of in that zone now. I have to be real honest. Last night was the first time, I think I'm maybe 125 odd days into not drinking. Last night was the first time I was like, oh, I could, I, could do with a, I could do with a nice cold pint tonight. My brain has completely forgotten what it feels like to be hungover. It's going to be rudely awakened, I'm sure, at some point in the near future. And it's the same with the exercise. If you don't do it for long enough, you forget how good you feel once you've done it. So I'm always going to push my clients into that, into that challenge zone. Because the challenge zone, the progress, that's where the progress happens. And the progress is what gets you sticking to it, is what gets the adherence. We're not trying to keep you in your comfort zone. There are going to be exercises, because everything is ranked, right? If you go into a gym and you say, right, pick your 10 favorite exercises, you're going to rank them. You're going to rank everything. You're going to look at an exercise, a workout program I've given you, and you're going to rank it subconscious in your brain. I like that. I don't like that. I like that. Oh, that's my favorite. And what you're, what you're inclined to do is do all the stuff you like first, right? If you don't like something, do it first. Don't do it last. Get it out of the way. I'll give you a great example. For me, it's lunges. I hate them. A lot of people hate them. I get it. That's probably the most common one. It's either lunges or some form of lunge, like... Bulgarian split squats, lunges. Yeah, those are the, I'd say the two that most people just genuinely have a disdain for. Why? Because we very rarely do a lunge movement in real life, first of all. Like, who's lunging ever outside of the gym? 
So it feels incredibly alien, so no one's good at it, and it hurts, hurts, man. <laughs> but it's also a fantastic bloody movement. It uses basically every single muscle in your leg, so it burns a ton of calories and builds a lot of muscle. It's great for, it's great for core strength as well, and it's great for balance. So it's just, it's actually one of the best exercises, really, or the, 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 the two of them, Bulgarian split, split squat and the lunges. So I guess what I'm trying to get out with this video, and I didn't have a title in mind when I hit record, I was like, this is a subject that comes up all the time, so I should do something. I should do a piece of content about it because you might not be one of my clients, but you might have experienced this yourself. Maybe you're in this mindset and maybe you're putting, your, putting yourself off from doing exercises. Maybe you've written your own program, but you never, and you say, to, you say to people, oh yeah, I do lunges every week on Tuesday, I don't know, but you don't actually, they're in your program, but you don't actually do them. But if you want to progress at something, sorry, if you want to stick to something, the most important thing is progression. So find ways to progress. And you can apply this to anything. That's the best part about it. If you get better at something, if you progress, you will stick to it. It's why video games are so addictive. Because you're getting to the next level. You're getting better. You're killing the next boss. It's the same with the gym, guys. So, I still don't have a title in mind for this video. There obviously will be one by the time you watch it. I was a bit all over the place there, but hopefully you got the main point. And I've kind of wrapped it up in 14 minutes, which is awesome. So I'll leave it there. Enjoy your Saturday. And I'll be back tomorrow.